Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, the Chicago Bears start training camp, the White Sox fail to gain ground in the standings, and the Cubs prep for the departure of more fan favorites. We'll discuss it on episode 78 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. I'm Joey Gellman. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Gellman, the man on the other side of the Zoom today. Not Skype, but Zoom. Again, none of these people sponsor us, but we want to make sure you guys know because it's very important. Uh, because Dan Skype is broken, we don't know why. But he is Dan Collins at Tweet Dan Collins on Twitter. The show Believe in Chicago Sports also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. Part of the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. They're also on Twitter at Believe Network. Well, if you can believe it or not, we are just a few days away from August, and that means that Bears training camp has officially opened. Uh, sadly, no trips to Bourbon A this time around, but you can get out to Lake Forest and hang out with all your friends over there. But it's it's kind of crazy, right? The I know we're going to talk Cubs and Sox and everything else, but that calendar really shifts right now. All eyes are on the Bears, even if they're not going to probably be that great. Um, there's still excitement in the air and and news and notes to talk about, whether it's Roquan Smith and his contract or how Robert Quinn is still there or the new offensive line additions of Reef and Schofield and just kind of figuring out how this is all going to work and shake out in in year one of this regime and year two with Justin Fields and the Bears. Oh, and of course, the Soldier Field mock-up drawings that will never be completed in reality that was fun too last week um but yeah it's just it's it, it's it's a fun time we're all eyes on football for a little bit right now and and hope is eternal because nothing's been played yet and so uh it's fun i guess dan i know it's early in this but what what were kind of your takeaways from the start of camp and what were you what were you wanting to look for looking towards and 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 does it mean anything <laughs> oh hell yeah it does and i mean i know we're very early on here just like you said joey but what the hell the, is the offensive line going to be and, and more importantly where my focus is all on now um is, is tevin jenkins now if you want to get like a month down the road or a few weeks down the road then we're going to be looking into justin fields and the getsy play calling and, and, and everything as we go from there this the scheme as i should say but you need the, the it starts with fields right we need to protect them and you have Te- Tevin Jenkins, who didn't see a whole lot of the field last year, part of that due to injury. And now this is day two as we're recording it. He's missing camp. And we haven't necessarily found out why. Is it injury? Is it because the Bears just are not in his favor? What's going on? The thing with me is, obviously, with the signing, like you said, uh, I'm going to start out here with Reef. is, okay, like, is that your... Is that your left tackle then? Like, is that what you're trying to cement in there? Like, I feel like at the very least, you could have had Tevin Jenkins, like, kind of fill in the mix here and there, or at least try to give him the chance to prove himself, which we're still very early on. Maybe by the time you know it, come tomorrow or, you know, whatever, the we have Tevin Jenkins sighting, he's practicing, and we'll, we'll go from there. But that's where all my focus is now to start because that's, to me, the biggest story early on because what the hell is this offensive line? And did we really, did we really get much better? Last I recall, Joey, Joe Burrow got sacked or hit a whole crap load of times last year. Um, not saying that's all, you know, Riley Reeves' fault. There's, you know, 
there's there's five men on the line there, but at the very very like we don't have a whole lot of like oh these guys are for sure cemented in here right we we don't even know who's technically playing center now we we, we don't like there's not too much established on that line sure you know white here patrick which hand injury was it uh, is is that what it was e- either way mm-hmm. yeah okay but so, so hopefully doesn't miss too much of a significant amount of time but you don't even know wh- which of those two will, will be playing the center position um or if it's going to be mustafer my point here is we already know we're going to be seeing a little bit of shuffling with the offensive line early on, right? There'll be a little bit of shuffling going on. We'll see who fits where, but why Jenkins wouldn't be part of that shuffling early on. And you rather go with like a 30 plus vet. Who's not necessarily all that great. It was a very late addition, very late signing here by the Chicago bears, a couple late signings on the offensive line, like literally to, to open camp, how you don't have somebody who was, Sure, a pick from the last regime, but it was second round pick Tevin Jenkins, correct? If I'm remembering correctly, like how and mocked as a first, yeah, exactly. So how you don't have a second rounder? Like once again, who knows what it is? Can, can it be injuries once again playing a factor? Can it be they just don't really see the same amount of talent there? Uh, this new regime that is with uh with po- poles and flus, Mister Eberflus, um, probably more towards poles. I I remember like even when he came in, you know, he kind of threw a little bit of shade at what we had the offensive line. Either way how you don't give somebody like that a look here. And once again, super early on, I'll, I'll mention that again, but that is at least like you said, Joey, like where, where my focus is, it's there right now because, you know, I can hear all these great things about fields early on and this and that. And even once we get a couple preseason games in, like I, I'm not going to hold too much water into that. Let's get to September. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we have for, for the year. I mean, it's early on. And I'm also like, even when the season starts, even when we're a few weeks into the season, I'm not looking for much past like, a six to seven win season, maybe less, maybe more. Like we'll put the, we'll put the win total at seven might be, a, might be a couple wins, might be a couple wins more, might be a couple wins less. So I'm not really expecting much, right? I'm expecting a below 500 football team here. So it's all about, okay, how are they going to progress to the next step? Well, you kind of need to protect fields a little, a, a little better than at least last year to see how he could progress. Cause he's the main ingredient here. At least the bears fans would like him to be like last thing you want is like a top five pick. And now you're drafting a new quarterback unless you know, that's the right move, but way, way ahead of the game here. But yeah, Joey, where the hell is Tevin Jenkins and what is going on? Well, and, and no matter if he's injured or if he's kind of just frankly out of the rotation, say something. well, that say something, but also I think it, it it's nice to finally see at least, the powers in charge are realizing they need more help in that position. I mean, that's something we've been complaining about for years with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace of just, they have this grandiose idea of what this offense is supposed to look like, but never had the line infrastructure to run it. And when you have a seventh strap drop with the line you had last year, you're going to get killed as we saw Cleveland to start and everywhere else. So, you know, I think at, at least in this case, you're bringing in two veterans that can at least give you some kind of average stability. And you're not relying on unproven rookies or unproven draft picks that you can't afford because you have to protect your quarterback. And and I think that's what was an interesting point. I was listening to the score today and or maybe it was yesterday and they were talking about, you know, they're in this difficult situation because you're still in the prime window of Justin Fields contract, but you're rebuilding. Whereas in year two or three, you're supposed to be more well down the line because the regime would have approached year one differently with him. And so it's difficult of like, because they're stripping this thing to the studs. 
but they also need to protect their best asset if he does, in fact, turn into that franchise quarterback. And so you're seeing this weird jockeying of getting this all in place on a team that's, you know, not going to probably sniff the division, but but they have to at least be competitive because uh, they got to prove to Fields, or they, they prove to the fans themselves that Fields is the answer and that it's worth building around. So we'll have to see. Going from there, like you said, Joey, this is in year two, you would have liked it to be, oh man, I almost used like a Matt Nagy, like Mitch or uh, what was it? Mitch 2.0 offense or what was it? Matt? Ne- it was like Nagy yeah, 2.0 yeah. offense. Yeah. And so like, we're kind of like rewinding it and starting it from phase one, which is totally fine. Cool with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, still what, what you want to see is, like you said, the Chicago Bears at the offensive line positions haven't really had too much figured out in, in quite a while. I mean, you can literally go all the way back to Jay Cutler, right? When they bring in what they thought was going to be a flame-throwing quarterback and still arguably the best quarterback in Bears history. Oof. Yes. But you have the defense, you have the quarterback, and you didn't really have the line there, right? Or the weapons, right? It's like, oh, crap, Like we don't have a line. Oh, crap, we don't have weapons. Let's try to let's Here's try to Devin Aroma should do. Go. Exactly. Okay. But my point is here, and uh, it's a fair point. Like, sure, you, you add depth, but Joey, at least to me, that's about all they did. Like, you add a little bit of depth, but how much more talent did you really add? Right? Oh, like, yeah. Not I, like, much. how much? Let me ask you this. Like, right. Like, how much more talented are the Bears today at offensive line than they were last season? They have very, more very warm s- bodies. <laughs> very like they they took a little small incremental step and hey for all I know like there will be some kind of like a Riley Reef um some kind of second gusto in his career or something here very late on like who knows like maybe he'll help be the answer and like he'll mesh really well with a uh, with a Lucas Patrick and a Cody White here uh, you name it but yeah I don't know like I don't know how like incrementally better we got on offensive line but. You know, there's that. There's they're seeing the, the the second year connection between Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields. Obviously, that's going to be a pretty big storyline, especially with Allen Robinson no longer being in the picture. Even though plenty of times last year we said, "Where the hell is Allen Robinson?" Um, but yeah, I mean that that's going to be an interesting story to see as well. That's obviously Justin Fields' go to guy, his his WR one. There's no question there. So to see the progression there um, is going to be pretty interesting. And, you know, let, let's you, you talked about, you know, listening to the score today. It's like I also want to see how this new regime does like with with, you know, local media. Right. Like, how are they going to how are they going to talk to the media? And it's, you know, just pre, uh, it's, uh, you know, just training camp and whatnot. But it's going to be interesting to see them, you know, not 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 projecting very much of a good year here. So there's going to be a lot of <laughs> there's going to be a lot of interviews, right? Or po- or post game, you know, post game interviews, I should say, where they're not going to be the the best things to talk about. Right? You you might be talking about quite a few L's this year. Hopefully not incredibly ugly. Um, but you know that's going to be an interesting storyline to see as well. When it comes to things like Roquan Smith or even Robert Quinn, who we're a little surprised he's still here. Hey, stick around for at least another year. Why not? But um, the Roquan Smith thing doesn't you know bother me it doesn't phase me too much it's, he's going to be on the bears week one right like we would hope they, there's no way ryan poles in his first year as general manager is not going to have number 58 out on the field to start the to start the season there, there's just no way like something is a deal is going to get done if not boy that's going to be a pretty big storyline like ryan poles in his first year uh, as general manager of the chicago bears and you can't even get their best defensive weapon uh out there so is it a little different that he's Roquan's agent list, correct? Roquan Smith is agent list, but correct. it's a it's a hold in. He he's still there, so 
he knows something's going to get done probably sooner rather than later would be great. Um, especially with an off uh, defensive minded coach, I almost, almost, uh, misspoke there, but with a defensive minded coach, you would like him to get, you know, somebody like a Roquan Smith, who's going to be a key, key contributor and part of this defense in there and, and start getting that going. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's obviously something we look at as well, even though I have full faith that's you know going to be the case. It's hilarious. Like I think the day after or the, yeah, or like the very same day that uh, Roquan Smith, you know, it was out there that he's not going to be, you know, participating until, you know, contract negotiations, you know, he gets something signed, he gets an extension signed. Um, it was like, the what was it? I don't I didn't care for them too much, but the new alternative uniforms, right? Like the like the, the all orange, like Roquan Smith is all over the Bears social media modeling those, and then it's like, oh, by the way, like I'm not going to participate until you know I I, I get it I get an extension, I get a new contract. Okay, okay, well, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, wait a minute, after this little photo shoot, why didn't you guys go into an office and like at least talk some things out? Which maybe they did because apparently um, they did present him with uh, a couple offers. Is it that? that just weren't even close to what uh, you know, they were laughable in a sense. So that's me. We'll get done too. But Joey, look at this. So much bears talk to open the show. Are, are we ready? Are we ready for some football for agony? No, but it'll be fun. Yeah. My question for training camp is why are they still selling old bear jerseys? Do you see that? I did not know. Please enlighten me. So it'd be one thing if you're like, okay, I'm, Street Vendor X or Clark Street Sports or whatever that's selling like Trubisky and Mac jerseys. Okay. At the Bears training camp, which is at Hallis Hall, they're selling discounted Trubisky jerseys and oh, discounted God. Mac no. jerseys and discounted Akeem Hicks jerseys and Cohen. And I'm like, gotta get rid of the inventory. But how? Get rid but, of the inventory. But why would you even bring, like, why would you even try to? sell that like how i know that the bears aren't cheap anymore but like that that comes off as a little cheap i would just talk like, why would you Donate ever it. entertain the Donate idea it. right why would you say Donate we're it. gonna you know what we're gonna do we're gonna sell a mr brisky jersey half off and make some profit no like why would you ever do that and who the hell is gonna buy it it made no sense to me that the official bears team was doing that i get it if I, you and i did it yeah, I I don't know who put the green light on that, but that is very, very strange. Like promoting players who aren't there no more. Like you have Justin Fields there now and you're still selling Mitchell Trubisky jerseys. Like what yep. the hell are yeah, you they, doing? They said they said the three current players that are being sold, because only three, because that's Trub- how depleted they are. Right. Is Fields, Cole Komet, and Roquan Smith. All the three current that are the three yeah, and current the, that are on sale. Everything how, else is old or cut. How, don't tell me there's more old, like cut older cut jerseys than current. There has to be. Because I mean, you're, you're already, well, that that I could see, but like, it, how many like active players in the league, but like also aren't with the Bears anymore? So like Cohen, well. Cohen, not, not not with the team yet is, but either way, like very very recent Bears as of like a season or two ago. Trubisky, Cohen, and who else did you name? Khalil Mack. Wow. So I mean, that's at least three for that's at least three against three right there. And if there's if there's somebody else, I mean, the Erlackers and like if it's a Briggs or a Tillman, like stuff like that's fine. Like the, you know, those those are you know Chicago alumni at, at this point already. They're they're Bears right. alumni. Like, but this keep but, but this keeps. <sighs> This keeps happening though. We go through these stretches like when you went from when you went from Tress. I'm not trying to re- rewrite history. But when you went from Tressman to Fox to Nagy, before you got Trubisky, which I know didn't work out, but that was like the new jersey to buy. That whole stretch, there was nobody to buy a jersey for. 
because they were all not great. It was the end of Forte. It was the end of Cutler. So those were being phased out. And it was like, okay, who on this current roster is worth my money? And then you got through this four years, last four years or five years, whatever it was. And they're at the same place again. There's not this continuality of players that are here long enough or good enough that are worth purchasing a jersey for. I know like jerseys are like, who cares, Joey? What are you talking about? But it it speaks to the louder point of who was actually on this roster and why the Bears are clearly still really behind the pack. It's like the same thing with the Cubs, right? Like there's no more Rizzo, Bryant, Bryant, Baez, all that. So what's the next Cubs jersey you're going to buy in the next 10 years? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's funny because I saw Trubisky jer- jersey like at a Dick's Sporting Goods like the other month. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, get this off the shot. And that was like you said, a Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, they're not the Chicago Bears themselves selling it. If I were to give them the benefit of the doubt, the only thing I could think about, which would be an okay reason, is that let's just say the numbers are, hey, during training camp, we always sell like a random number out there. We always sell 2,000 jerseys. As of now in our inventory of active players, we only have 1,000. But if we want to sell more and we want to get these to the fans, we want the fans to be able to purchase some merchandise, we're going to have to roll yes, out. Purchase our failures, please. <laughs> uh, that is, and I don't think that's the reason. Like, I, this is, you know, it's just a random thought I had, but like, that's the only benefit of the doubt I could see is if you always sell X amount of inventory and for whatever reason, like, between a pandemic and everything else with shipping delays and, you know, not being able to just like order or get more like fields, Jersey made field jerseys made, or, you know, a Roquan or something, you know, a, a Mooney, something like that. Like you have to go into the closet and like, you know, dust off the box of, you know, Cohen jerseys um, and, and, th- and put those out there on the rack. Only reason I could see as to why those would still be on the rack available at training camp, but who knows? Maybe, maybe we could demand an answer. I, I, really quick before I transition, do you know if any of like reporters or anything like that asked that question by chance? Like, I'm sure there's you know better things to ask over there, but I mean it is interesting, right? It, it would be interesting to know that maybe not even yeah, ask. I saw people post it. I don't know if anyone asked them point blank. Well, I, don't I mean, know, like, you couldn't really ask. I get. Eberflus, you have to ask George. Well, that's what I was gonna say, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna ask like the coaching staff or polls, or like you're gonna ask. You know, you're gonna seek out, right? You're gonna you're gonna do some. You know, whoever would be who makes that decision, that's the person you would seek and just you know maybe there's a story there. Who knows? Like there there could be my my journalistic you know antennas are, are sparking up there. But um, speaking of jerseys and players of the past, Joey, uh, per Bleacher Nation, one year ago today, a Sir Anthony Rizzo was traded away uh, for the Chicago Cubs, potentially. More Cubs to to depart, more fan favorites. Uh, Wilson Contreras having that emotional day. Uh, was it hugging Ian Happ in the dugout uh, during what could very well be his last his last um, home game as a Chicago Cub? Uh, here, let me Google it now because you know how the the trade deadline week works. Uh, who knows? Potentially he's traded already. Uh, but but no, as of now, still a Cub. Wilson Contreras is. Uh, I think he had uh, some funky things going on with his social media today, deleting some stuff, deleting accounts, and then he's back or whatever. But. Once again, here we are, Joey, a, a year later, and uh, you're bracing for uh, a couple notable names. Just At this point, here's my thing, and I don't know if, you know, the Cubs have come out and said more. I know, like, they were in this mix of, well, it's not a full rebuild, but wink, wink, it's kind of a rebuild. If Contreras goes, which seems like a foregone conclusion already, and, you know, you throw in a hap and other names out there, like, at that point, that is a full blown rebuild like at that point like it just is what it is no matter what you call it so at that point will they finally commit to what they're doing because once again Contreras exit 
a half exit, if both those happen, even if it's just Contreras exit, that's a that's a rebuild. At that point, yep. you are rebuilding. You don't have anything left over. Yeah, they, well, they're not. They are committing. They're not admitting. That's what's happening. Ah, Last go. time they were transparent and told you we're going to suck for three years and four years, and then this will turn around. Now they're they're trying to not tell you that because they don't want you to not stop coming to not come. And here we are. Are they but, really worried about attendance that much? No, they don't. It has, the it has been on a, a slight decline. Hey, biblical losses, my friend. Let me yeah. remind you, okay? Biblical losses, but I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, we've talked about this a few times, but back in 2016, I would have never thought, you know, you, you fast forward five, six seasons down the road that the Cubs would be like in this situation, right? I mean, right. last last year, that would have been what, only five years removed from the World mm-hmm. Series. And and yeah, the, the way it's taken the turn this year, too, I would have never, I, I literally thought the Cubs were just going to be the Yankees of, of the, of the, of the, National League, where they're just always, well, that's what's kind of like what the Dodgers are. They're supposed to be what right. the Dodgers are. Right. That that's what that's what's the most infuriating because right now you look at it, you go like I understand what they're doing like because it's just they're blowing everything up and I don't want to see Contreras go and when you really think about it like he's been in the organization since he's seventeen but he's only been in the big league club since they won the World Series yeah uh, still but- a long time with the organization though and a pretty key moment in history like you said oh yeah but it's you know when i get the idea of like all right what are you going to sign him to because he's on the wrong side of his age and a position that's difficult i know the dh can help you but um with that and with hap i mean he's at a kill every year again and and that's someone i think you i mean you could build around that's my issue with it right is it's almost like the blackhawks right okay you're stripping it down but how do you choose then not to build around alex to bring it you're the cubs why isn't Ian Happ a part of that rebuild. And maybe or, he will be. Maybe he will be. Right. But, but it's just, it yeah. just, it, it, it should have, ne- the the most frustrating is it should have never gotten to this point. They pretty much promised you when they came here, this is going to be awful. But when we get through this, you're never going to experience this again. Right. And they're going to be that dynasty. Whether they win in one World Series or 10, they're going to compete and they're never going to have to tear the whole thing down. And the fact that we're sitting here, this short a time later and all these guys are gone and never got a second deal and are going to finish their career somewhere else. And the Cubs are starting this whole thing from scratch again. That's crazy. Cause there's no guarantees. Now you don't know if they're ever going to be good again or when. So that's the question that, and if, if they were to be asked that, especially like come seasons end, and, you know, you look at all the transactions that they've made the past couple seasons, all the notable names that have left and how you said, like, they were never supposed to be here again. They were supposed to be the Dodgers. You know, they, they were supposed to be like the, the Dodgers, the Yankees, where they're just competing every single damn year. And like, not only just competing, like, Hey, we might make the playoffs. Like, no, being like one of the main front runners <laughs> year in and year out. So once again, the question would be, and they could lie about it. You know, obviously you might not get the full honest truth, but Hey, this is what you promised. We obviously it's not what happened because just five plus years in, we had to blow it all up again. And here we are. But did we learn from those mistakes? And now that we have right now that we're taking like this whole big rebuild process, whether you're admitting it, like you said, or like you're actually doing it, you know, here's where we're at. As we start building this thing, are we going to make it to where once it's built again, it's all just 
patch, keep continuing to patch things up from there where we do, and we're going to be at the top, you know, the whole time. We've we've already built it back up to the mountaintop. If we go down a block or two, we're just going to replace it with another block or two, and we are going to try to stay at this level here, which is very very high and always in competition. Are we going to get there now? Right, like after this next like couple years of trying to build a contender, and then we're never going back. Because think about this, Joey. What if four or five years from now, well, give it four, the Cubs do have like a pretty decent contender. They have maybe like a three, three and a half year window, and then after that, they do the same song and dance. Then can you imagine that? Where it's like, hey, this is this is two rebuilds in a row after the World Series that like now, and once again, like we're going way up ahead here. But think about that. Like, what if that were to be the case? And that's that's years and years down the road, but you have to think about that now because now they're in the process, and you don't ever want to go back to this actual moment. These these next couple of years, as a Cub fan, you don't want to relive these type of years for a very very long time because the Cubs are pretty much going to suck, and they're going to be building it back up from the bottom. Right, again. But we said that when they won the World Series right before it, that's that's the problem. They can't, they can't they can't keep doing it, and you're going to be in trouble here. Of like. You know, nobody well, cares. On, like, well, it's nobody, on no, no one, it's on but no one cares about rickets. them right now. That's the problem. Like, I, I couldn't. You couldn't pay me to try on a game. What's the point? And it doesn't make sense because how you bring in uh, um, Suzuki. I almost said Otani. <laughs> you bring in Suzuki. I like Otani. You bring in Suzuki. You bring in Strowman, but then you trade everything else. So why are they here? Why spend that? that money on them and not on extensions for Hap and Contreras? So it's just, it's Maybe. just weird. And 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 oh, and go ahead. No, I was saying maybe it's silly for of me to give them even the littlest bit of the benefit of the doubt. I guess that's what I'm doing on the show today, just throwing away benefits of the doubt. So why you would sell a Trubisky jersey? Why you would have to tear it all down again? But all right, you promised it. We're only five plus years in. Once again, it, it, we already have to do it again. But learn from this. This is what you promised. You didn't meet the promise. Now, once we build it back up again, make sure you do keep that promise, right? Which is, we're not going to go all the way back down there again. Learn from this mistake right now. Like, this is a really key moment. <laughs> if you want to be a big, you know, meathead fan about it, this is a huge moment in Cubs history because, once again, we're, where the Cubs are at currently and where they will be for the next few seasons, you're never supposed to be here again because that's what was already promised a few years ago when, when new ownership came to town. Right when when Rick had said, right. right on the man, and the Marquee Network will give you all the money to spend on the team. What's wrong right. with the Marquee Network? But like that's the thing, right? They're they're they're, they're dishing out a C-rated product right now, and it's like, you know, it's it's when you think back. Okay, Theo Epstein came here in twenty eleven, I think. Right. So you had eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, horrible. Worst in baseball. 15, 16, 17, World Series, three straight LCSs. 18, I think it was a play-in game, right? And they lost or they were game out. And then you would have 19, 20, 21, and 22. No playoffs. So, you know, since this whole thing started, you had three and a half playoff runs in over a decade. That's not what you were promised. Nope. And 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 if we're already this far, not that it's so far, but if we're already over five years removed from the World Series win and they're still tearing this thing down, 
when's the next time they're going to be competitive? It's not like football or basketball where these draft picks come in and they play right away. Baseball, you're 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 getting high school kids. I mean, it's, it doesn't work like that. So it's just it's it's a longer haul that no fan deserves, and frankly, the city gets apathetic towards it. Like the the, the Cubs are, we don't deserve this. Well, they don't. <laughs> I mean, like, like like the Cubs are irrelevant yeah. right now in in talk. The Blackhawks are irrelevant. Like think about that. Like they had they captured the city for. 10 to 12 years they built youth hockey in the city that didn't exist now it's like they don't even they're not even in the city it's like like you want to go find the where the wolves are playing who are your calder cup champions right it's like hey there we go it's it's these pendulums you're going to lose people especially in this day and age not to sound like old man on on rocking chair but like people have alternatives now no one's going to sit around and watch this stuff when they can watch anything else at a moment's notice. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, football's Netflix weirdly the only has sport. some good stuff out right. there. Hulu's got some. I and football's I still weirdly the only sport where, like, the Bears could be 0-17 and I'm still going to watch. But for everything else, there's MasterCard. For everything else, you don't have that. So <laughs> it's just, advertisement. Look at you. Yeah, I got Zoom today and MasterCard. So maybe they'll give us some help. Zoom, but yeah, Zoom, Zoom. Which it's is just, it's, Zoom, it's, Zoom, it's, Zoom. it's frustrating. Yeah, no, I mean, f- football f- football owns everything. I mean, th- in terms of, like I said, football is the only sport. I, I, I don't know if we've talked about it recently on, on a, one of our shows, Joey, but, I mean, I could watch two two and ten teams going at it on a Thursday night, and, like, it doesn't even have to be the Bears. I could watch two crap football teams playing on a Thursday night, and I, I'm still all in. Um, that's where my appointment television is for whatever ridiculous reason. Um, but going into the better part of town when it comes to baseball this year maybe not so much a 500 ball club in the chicago white Sox, rocky series in colorado um nice they just can't pull out ahead um a a 500 i think the last it was like back in april since they were a couple games over 500 you get you get to 500 you get over uh boom right you're right back to 500 you can't get more past a couple games more so to that the scariest part so far with the Chicago White Sox, where they're at at 49 and 49, was just under 98, if I'm doing the math, just under 100 games into the season, um, is now hopefully, which looks like it will be the case, you're going to get a southpaw and you're going to get a righty addition in the bullpen. That's what at least Sox fans are at the very least hoping for, is that you get some bullpen uh, additions here as they make this postseason run, which at this point looks like they're hopefully if they do win the division, they might do so by not even winning 85 games. You imagine that they're going to be go you Braves. Can, you can finish two or three games. Exactly. You can finish two or three games, potentially over, over 500 and, and win your division, which is crazy to think about because if they were in either the East or the West, if they're, if they were in the East, they'd be the, the very last place. Like well, Boston's like 50 and 50 right now. And they're in last place in the East. And if they were, if they were in the West, they'd be like in, in third place or something as well. They'd be way out of the playoff picture for the most part because wild card doesn't seem necessary for like, like it's going to be possible for them. So they'd be their wild card chances would be their playoff chances would be whew, if there was some kind of like division shakeup before the year. And um, you know, but either way, the reality is they play in the Central. They could potentially still win the division. But the scary part of that is all right maybe we get some bullpen additions and like if and when that happens we'll we'll see who those arms are but can't really can't base run well right can't do the fundamentals well you know defense is shaky um when it comes when it comes to hitting it's on or off and you 
right as things maybe kind of start to click, you know, there's a big name that goes down. There's injury here. Like can't even get a full lineup in there. Starting rotation, especially the, the biggest thing for me right now has been Giolito. And that's somebody you needed to be at the very, very, very least the, third, hopefully second best pitcher in your rotation. As of now, Cueto's like outshining him in terms of just pure numbers and, you know, value right now at this part of the year, which is absurd Um, because, like I said, that was supposed to be somebody who's, you know, right in line with Cease and Kopech at the very top of the rotation and just an arm you could totally rely on, and that's one of the the horses you're running out there in in a playoff series. Um, So, you already have questions now in the starting rotation. The bullpen's shaky at best to put it right now. You need additions and like I said, if and when those additions get there, we'll see where we go. But there's no part, whether it be offensively, defensively, fundamentals are running the bases, starting rotation, bullpen, where you feel absolutely confident with this White Sox team. And that's probably why they're 49 and 49. So how, <laughs> how that makes you feel as a Chicago White Sox fan, not incredibly great. But as I mentioned a few episodes ago, we'll take it one game at a time and see where we go. But this doesn't feel as of now like a championship team and they have all of we'll just call it two months to get that together and to go on this big run or to get like on a little bit of a hot streak and take that into the postseason hopefully and get some really good starting pitching and timely hitting (laughs) and bullpen work at that point I don't know but they literally have two months to to strain it out and I don't necessarily see it happening unless trade deadline comes you add add the manager they won't, even if you, you technically can, but they won't. Um, so, I mean, that's even just like, that is what it is, right? That's that's literally like where you're at with TLR is here to stay. Um, and apparently, obviously, as long as he wants to come back, will we even be coming back? They've already said that, like, oh, can the Sox just lose every other game of the season and he's still going to come back because they've already put that out there. But, you know, that that's where you're at. And that's where, you know, we're almost 100 games in. And that's literally the only thing I can think about now is there's not one part of this team. And if once again, we get Nate, we'll, we'll see who they add. But even after that, I'm going to, I'm going to like really look at that roster. I'm like, all right, is there any part of the team here where we feel we're ready to go, especially against the bigger names out there in, in baseball? I don't know. Well, and we've said this every week. Like that's what's frustrating. Oh, like, don't worry. Like there's still time or all they need to do is do X, Y, and Z and get on the streak. But you know, we're past the all-star break now. And, you know, it's not crunch time, but it's basically August. So you, you got to figure this stuff out and and turn it around. But I, I don't mean to sound so general with it because I just I, I, I don't know if they can. And it's it's infuriating. I'm not even a Sox fan, but it's just this is a team that had those expectations for World Series or bust, and they're significantly not even in that talk. And like you said, if, if, if this team's in another division, we're having an entirely different discussion. This is a failure. And, 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 and I still think it could be, but because they're still in the race in their division, maybe we have a, a, a glass half full mentality of it, but if they're anywhere else, they're done. The season's over. They're sellers of the deadline. Oh, that's and, exactly my point. Yeah. hundred And, 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 you look at this, go, holy shit, we we wasted this, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, anything can happen, right? The Braves did it last year, but it's just... They're, they're, they also they're, got a whole new outfield at the trade deadline. That's true. Though. You but, know, that's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but they, their division is hiding them well in a place to where, you know, you. 
in the grand scheme of things, if they were anywhere else, they would be eviscerated nationally on how much of a of a failure and a missed opportunity this season is. I know they are here, but there's still some sense of, oh, it's attainable. Uh, yeah. Just like when the, when, the, when the Bears are bad, right? Besides the Packers, everyone else sucks. There's always a chance in the North. It's the same. We, we just, I like being hopeful, but it just... No, We're setting I mean, ourselves up for more disappointment. You, you, you articulated it way better than I can. So, I, I as the Sox fan, I, on the show, I, I appreciate that, Joey, because that's kind of where I was getting at here. Is the reality of the situation is they still do have a shot. They could very well even still win this division. But like you said, they would be. What would the headlines be if they were just in a different division? Like, what if before the, se- the season started or something, Manfred goes, oh, we're shaking up the divisions. Uh, the Sox are playing in the East because you know there's an expansion team coming or something. Which obviously that didn't happen, but we'd be talking about a completely, completely different scenario here for the same team, right? Like I said, they're, they're being saved by their division. If they were in any other division in the AL, pick one of the two, the East or the West, it'd be a completely different storyline. So that's why where I'm at now, it's like, it's all just hope now. And I think we realize that. I think, I think part of that is coming to the realization because if you even look into what the strategy is or how people are feeling, you're hearing a lot of things of, oh, well, you know, there's, it's a lot more of a weaker schedule. Like they got, you know, they have these weaker teams coming up and, you know, they, they face a lot of the big boppers, you know, before the all-star break um, or in the, or in the first half of the season. Now come the tail end the last few months that the schedule does get a little light. It's like, we're almost now, it's like hopeful now, right? It's like, Oh, lesser teams and we're facing the division. And, and, and we have the, you know, the, the, the guardians, tigers and twins like to end the year. Don't, don't forget that. And, you know, maybe we'll gain some ground there and, and that could be our chance. That could be our opportunity because if you sneak in, who knows what happens. And I think that's the whole big picture of where we're at now. And I don't see it changing drastically come seasons. Any, you know, if they make the postseason with 84 wins, 87 wins, 83 wins, call it what you want. But, that to me, I don't think is going to change is we're now at this point and we've probably been at this point where it's all if one from, oh, wow, this team could run away with this division and which they should be could be running away with this division. And, oh, boy, just we, we why even watch games? Let's just sit around and wait for the playoffs to start because right. this team's going to be rolling to now we're hoping they could sneak in and then hoping the starting rotation does what we've wanted it to do this whole year, but hasn't, which is just give you game after game after game of straight smoke and just mowing down hitters and just, you know, out there just straight up being filthy with Cease and Kopech and Giolito. Now we're hoping, shoot, Cueto might start game two or three at this point. (laughs) But now all of a sudden we're being hopeful that we could crawl into the playoffs and then all of a sudden stand up and be this team we were supposed to be when April started. And, like, that to me is not – that. that's just hope. Hope's not a plan – we, on paper, they still like on paper. They still do have a good enough team. Yes, I guess, but their the, their record says otherwise. And what the plan is now is, you just hopefully squeak in, and we'll see what happens. But you're just not that team, obviously. This year, your your record says it. Well, and to make you feel even worse, because I'm looking at the standings now. Oh, thanks. Um, your White Sox have 49 wins, right? 49 losses. The Cubs have 40 wins. That's bad. All right. So think about that for a second. And I know the Cubs are what? 10 games out. Like it doesn't matter. But just right. from sheer wins and losses perspective, nine wins separate the Cubs, who are 
fully tear down, rebuild, what's the future, to with the White Sox, who are supposed to be contending for a World Series. For a World Series. That, that says everything to me about how much of a disappointment this year is and how oh yeah i, I and, and i even thought of it in that lens because i honestly haven't looked at the Cubs standings because it doesn't matter right you could have told me they had 20 wins i would have believed you but when there's a nine game difference between the team that's t- losing on purpose and the team that's competing for a pennant yeah that's a problem that's a big problem like i said at this point You'd be satisfied if they somehow could finish four games above 500 at 85 and whatever that, you know, an 85 win team. Um, well, I guess that'd be more either way. <laughs> 80, 162 minus 85. And yeah, there, there's your losses. But you'd be lucky if you're like an 85 win team and, you know, you make into, you know, you, you you get into the playoffs, which they might even be, like I said, like 83, 84. So you know, win team like it's it's just absurd. Like they're they're not, you know, you're not going out there winning 90 games this year and you're not running away with this division like you should have, um, which to me is just uh, just ridiculous. But that's where we're at. Boy, always ending on a good note, don't we, Joey? Always, always, always. But always. oh, actually, I mean, not really great of a note now. But per the uh, per the internet, the White Sox down now in the top of the third inning to the Oakland Athletics, three to one. So hopefully they could come back in that because you don't want to keep going back and forth with uh, winning and losing, winning and losing, and still being at five hundred. I mean, can you imagine if this team finishes at five hundred? Oh my gosh, I don't even want to get into that. Will five hundred? Yeah, don't hurt yourself thinking about that. I don't think it can. No, we'll we'll, we'll say that for the next podcast. So until next time. He's Joey Gelman. I'm Dan Collins. You can find him on Twitter at Joey Gelman. Myself at TweetDanCollins. It's been a fine, lovely show. We'll catch you folks next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.